special guest host michael stefano from obstacle running adventures and i'm here day seven with evan uh today was a little bit different than all the others so we'll, we'll start off with talking about the first part so where did we go so we went to uh william shell's essentially his house i'm william shell i'm from cape Trail, missouri and i helped set up the course today and he's got a decent amount of property there and he had built all these obstacles to help him train for ocr so he had set up like a it was like a legit course i was super impressed actually really fun course uh william's got a nice setup out here with some uh good land some uh good obstacles he built all there so fun time and it was well marked and he essentially had two different obstacle stations it was like a two mile loop of his property kind of zigzagging in and out uh like a low crawl a uh, slack line a balance thing and then he had like a rig set up where he was changing the holds. He was using monkey bars. He had gibbons there. He had atomic climbing holds, uh, like a twirly bird type option that he would change out every lap. He had twister. Um, let's see what else he had. Tire drag, farmer's carry, bucket carry, wreck bag carry, spear throw. And then this awesome, we'll have to post a picture of it. It's like this giant wooden structure that's a combination pegboard, eight foot wall, dragon's back. I like he's got the, his version of the dragon back. It's pretty fun. Tire wall and like skull valley. Yeah, it was really cool seeing that from afar. I'm like, what is this monstrosity? And then I got close. I'm like, oh, this is a bunch all in one. So how did you know him? Uh, he's on strength and speed. So we have every year we do a development team where people can apply and we add them to a private Facebook group. Essentially, it's like athletes, trainers, nutritionists, and physical therapists that are in there and people can go and ask questions. So he applied uh, one year. We let him in. And uh, yeah, that's how I know him. I've Went to OCRWC with him in 2017, and when we were looking for a venue to use to break up the drive from Columbus back to Kansas City, he was like, you can use my place, and here's what I got, and started sending pictures, and I was like, hell yeah, that works. That's huge, so massive thanks <coughs> to him. What, did, what were the conditions of the, the course like? So I guess normally it's kind of dry, but due to the snow and rain over the last week, it was pretty muddy, so it was kind of slippery. Yeah, the mud definitely uh, made it a little more challenging. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so my feet were wet. Most of the morning, uh, walking around the field with him. Another issue, I think, for the day was that it was kind of somewhat cold. It was, it was 40 degrees, which isn't bad, but it was it seemed very windy. What, what was up with that? Not sure. Compared to the other days, it was not nearly as cold, right? I think it was like between 35 and 40. Overcast, though, so there was no sun shining. Probably better than what it could be, but still pretty cold. <laughs> Cloudy. And my body temperature is getting less good at regulating, so I was cold. And I actually ended up putting on the Aurora heated jacket. So the... Basically, the jackets we got for the pit crew actually have our electrical heated jackets. So I put on that and was walking around that and heated up real good. Yeah, I'm sure that made you feel much, much better. Uh, did anyone come out to help pace you? Yeah, so Will William Shell was obviously out there, uh, my normal crew, and then Scott Rosecki from the Conquer the Gauntlet Pro team also came out. My name is Scott Rosecki from uh, St. Louis area. I just came out here to pace Evan. Any final thoughts about the first part of the day? It was good. We ended up covering uh, 16 miles and... Uh, had to adjust the plan from that point forward. So we switched locations. Where did we go and why, why did we change? Uh, so basically we started doing math and figuring out how long it was going to take. Plus we had the drive ahead of us. And if I would have stayed on the course, continuing to hit 26, it would have forced us into driving through the night, showing up in the morning, possibly going right to Casey Timber. 
if I rested, I knew I could walk at a faster pace. So what we did and what we decided was we did 16 miles at his property. We got in the car, drove back to Kansas City, back to my house. Earlier was nice considering he's been gone for a while. Where I have obstacles in my garage and I have a treadmill. And that's what we're doing right now, actually. Currently logging miles on a treadmill. And then I'm going to get off and do obstacles in my garage until we hit enough mileage where, you know, for the first seven days, it'll be over a marathon a day. And when you add in the eighth day, it'll come out to over 200 miles total. I definitely want to touch on the whole driving aspect because I know that New Englanders like myself definitely don't appreciate the amount of time it takes to go from state to state in the West Coast compared to the East Coast. How long did it take just today for the drive? Today was, I believe, five and a half hours. How how is that taking its toll on you? Uh, It's just kind of hard to sleep in the car. And, you know, sitting in the car, my hip flexors just like ache. So like when I'm seated, they hurt and there's really nothing you can do. You just kind of have to sit there and ride out the pain. And so I, don't, I haven't been sleeping too well. I did take a good nap in the car for like an hour. But, you know, a couple of days ago, I was talking to someone and I was like one of my pacers. And I was like, you know, we'll do the best we can kind of try to stay within my capability without pushing too hard. I was like, and then that last day, you know, we have nothing, nothing after that. So I'll walk all night if I have to. And not going to quite walk all night, but I'm not going to sleep much tonight. And we'll go to KC Timber Challenge Yeti tomorrow and knock out the final couple miles to break 200. And when we got to your house, uh, who was here waiting for you? So my wife was here. My name is Amy Preparis. I am originally from Maryland. And uh, I am the wife of Evan Preparis and his biggest supporter. And my daughter and my son, daughter and son, had passed out by that point. It was about just after nine. And uh, so they were here. And actually, Bobby's wife, Victoria... Uh, who works for Stoke Shed also was here. My name's Victoria Ross. I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma, and my husband, Bobby Ross, has been filming on this trip. So it's good to see them, and they'll be coming to the uh, race tomorrow. Uh, so what, what do you think your wife feels about all this, these crazy things that you do for fundraisers? <laughs> I feel like, so I've, I've slowly been pushing the limits over the last couple of years, and I almost get no reaction from her. It's pretty funny. I, you know, I'll say something, and she'll be like, Okay. He's good at it. So as long as, you know, he's challenged and enjoys it, I'm all for it. <laughs> as long as I don't have to do it. I'm like, that's it. And it's like, all right. And, you know, um, so I think she, I've kind of set the bar at an unreasonable level where it doesn't seem to phase her one way or another. And I don't think she has any doubt if I'm going to finish or not. I think she just, I don't know. I think she's seen me set my mindset on a lot of things and follow through where it's just, it's almost a foregone conclusion. I'm very proud of it. Um, he pushes himself to his limits and finds it and then surpasses it and then continues on. I think anyone that's taken the time to know you knows that they not to doubt, you know, when you set your mind to something. So uh, how, how does she treat uh, recovery when things are said and done? Uh, she has no pity on me. Absolutely zero pity, right? And she's like, you did this to yourself. It's your fault. <laughs> Uh, he does them to himself, so I have no sympathy for him. I support him with whatever he wants to do, but if he starts complaining about aches and pains, I'm like, you did it to yourself. You know, she'll, she'll get up and do stuff for me, but you know, I can only play that card for a day or two, and then, then she makes me back, back to do all my normal chores and stuff like that. And he's usually pretty good about it, but you know that once he's done these things, he's pretty useless for at least a week. I'm really glad that I remembered to ask that, because we talked about that initially when we were setting out for this trip, so that's really funny. Uh, any final thoughts on how the rest of your treadmill is going to go tonight? And uh, thoughts going into KC Timber Challenge to end it with a bang? Tonight's going to be boring, and there's really not much else to say about that. Just logging miles. Take it one step at a time. Doing some stuff in the gym, my home gym there. 
And then tomorrow, I'm just really looking forward to KC Timber Challenge. Just a lot of fun. You know, it'll be nice to be at a venue where there's a crowd because I feed off people's energy. Just keep pushing through uh, and just keep in mind what he came out the set for. Uh, just keep pushing. And having Pacers this whole week has been absolutely great. But, you know, having like a large crowd will be, will be really fun. And other than that, I mean, overall in the week, felt like I was doing really good. Even, you know, I probably hurt my ankle probably during the Extreme Ravine Day. And it's just been progressively getting worse. But I felt like I was doing, still doing very good up until around mile 22 of day six. And that's when, like, my pace, I think, slowed drastically. So, you know, could I have gone slower at some point and run, like, jog the whole time? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. Um, but I think, based off that, I think, I think, I think we paced it out well. And yeah, I think we paced it out well. And realistically, I mean, if you look at, go look at Day Stokes' Stoke Shed videos, right? Like, me and Amy Padgett are doing those moves. And after six days, um, I think it, also in hindsight, that probably tired me out pretty good. Where today, my obstacle proficiency was pretty garbage, to be honest with you. Yeah, well, he's clearly insane. But I, I admire him a lot for doing this. I mean, it's incredible that anyone is choosing to push themselves in this way and obviously for a really great cause for folds of honor i think that's amazing um but it, no regrets it was totally worth it i mean we just had so much fun even if it uh, destroyed my upper body yeah it's actually funny i think as yesterday your mental game was the strongest because you had that camaraderie of someone that could do all the obstacles with you even though it definitely took a lot out of you physically see how tomorrow goes yep looking forward to it and um I'm just, I'm just really looking forward to it. It's, it's been a rough week. The repeated, you know, back to back runs have just been taking a toll mentally and physically, plus the driving, plus the logistics, plus, you know, what I do affects the crew, you know, and when I stay up late running or walking, Bobby has to stay up late editing. You have to stay up late editing. Jacob has to drive later. My dad has to stay up to take care of me. So, um, we haven't talked about my dad much on the, podcast but he's been the one fueling me for all these so he kind of handles my fuel and everyone else handles the uh media and pacing duties i think he's kind of probably just set in whatever whatever space headspace he needs to get into to finish this but uh of course he knows he has quite a group rallying around him to see him at the finish line for sure